Hello and welcome back to the podcast, listeners. I'm Emily. I'm Rosa. And I'm Belle and it's time to talk beauty. talking about my favorite thing in the whole world <laughs> sunscreen <laughs> queen of sunscreen is very happy today it's happening people when we first had the idea for this podcast the first thing i think i said to you was we need to have a sunscreen episode literally yep. the first thing <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited for this i can't wait it's happening and as you know I'm very passionate about sunscreen and I think that it needs to be a priority in our skincare routines. And for some, it's not. It is a pretty overwhelming world, I guess, to decipher what, what's great to use, what to use, how to use it. Do you guys find that? Yeah, it kind of is. But, but I also, I wouldn't say it's any more overwhelming than the world of skincare itself. I mean, there are so many different products out there, as we've talked about in our previous episodes. This is just the same thing. There are so many different products at very different price points. So I guess you're right. It definitely is overwhelming, but equal to skincare, I would say. Definitely. If you're new to skincare, I think it would be worth investing time and research into sunscreen before you do anything else. Because my sunscreen philosophy is that if you are not using it, you're actually not doing skincare at all <laughs> here she is wow. savage truth again <laughs> <laughs> i know that's very savage but i just feel like we have this tremendous technology really that's really preventative and can prevent some of the issues that likely we'll be pouring lots of money into in the future in order to try and reverse and we have the power to prevent now and we should all be embracing that totally yeah, I love it. I love that statement. So what about you? What, what's your sunscreen experience? I've been using sunscreen for probably every day, probably for about 10 plus years. What's your um, sun story, sunscreen story? Oh, well, okay. Definitely not as <laughs> angelic, but can I come in with a little anecdote here? Because mm. Part of my sunscreen or sun care history is I have been a lot better in my life, if we're comparing, to some of my best friends and even my family. I And I think, to be honest, it's just because I had to be. I've got very classic pommy English skin. Ladies out there who are the same, I know you feel me. I become a lobster in this, if I'm sunburned, it's just awful. The sun loves to burn my skin. So I was always a bit more protected than most other ladies. You know, my lucky ladies with olive skin, like you two, that beautiful olive tone to your skin. Uh, um, no. <laughs> get to me later. Go on. <laughs> but, you know, we're talking like some yeah. friends, we'd go away when we were teenagers and they'd be lathering their bodies in baby oil and sit and I'd be like, what are you doing? You're going to get skin cancer later in life. And they just did not care. They're like, I'm going to look so hot with a tan. So look, I never did that. Okay. But I have to admit, I've always only valued protecting my skin with sunscreen. If I'm say going out for the day in the sun or mm-hmm. going to the beach or spending time in a pool, I had never thought about until meeting you about the importance of putting it at least on my face, chest, 
every single day because you are in the sun at some point here in good old Australia every single day. Yeah. So that's kind of my history. I was okay. And since meeting you, I've become much more vigilant. <laughs> this makes me very happy. <laughs> I have a choice if I'm honest, everybody. I did not have a choice. Okay. Cause this savage one here would not let me get away with it any longer. So <laughs> And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm losing count how many times I say this on this podcast, but I sort of screamed it at you. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You did. yeah. <laughs> the disappointment was palpable. <laughs> what oh, about well. you, Rosalita? Um, well, yeah, not too different from you, Em. Um, I would only really use uh, sunscreen when it would be going to the beach um, or a pool when I'm really going to be out in the sun all day. Because like you, um, I go red. I am, um, for an ethnic girl, I do not tan. <laughs> like there is no, like when you said the olive, I was like, ah, oh, no. Like I might. be complexion, I just assumed. Oh my goodness. So you burn oh, like look, me. Yeah, look, I might be slightly, I don't know, like a fraction darker than you. I can't really tell. But no, like I go red and there's no color. Whereas my sister um, is, oh my God, she goes completely brown. So oh. yeah, she's, yeah, she is epic. She has epic skin, but yeah, I go red. So I've always needed sunscreen to protect it. Cause I'll just peel straight away exactly. the moment I burn. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for me, yeah, for sunscreen, that's when I would normally use it. When I would get laser done, um, they would really advocate for sunscreen and they taught me the importance of using it, um, anywhere on my body, no matter where you're getting laser done, it's important to put sunscreen on to protect it. So that's when I really started using it. And that's probably been about uh, less, less than 10 years, okay. maybe five, six, something like that. I think that your stories are not um, unique. I think that the conversation and the discussion and the rhetoric around tanning and sunscreen has really experienced a significant, a seismic shift from, you know, getting that healthy tan at whatever, whatever cost to actually we need to be avoiding that and taking the extra step to protect if we really want to future-proof our skin. Oh, so well said. It's so true. And I, my mind goes to the world of fashion and the world of fashion trends, because really that's what tanning has been, hasn't it? And we can't be to blame. We've got to blame our parents for something, really. I blame my parents in, in their day and age, in their day when they were our age. It was all the rage to be in the sun and getting brown and you know, you, even now when people come home from a holiday, oh, you look so golden and brown, you look lovely. And it's like, hold on, there ain't nothing healthy about a tan. <laughs> so <laughs> true. That. We've, we've learned a lot, I think. You're so right. Let's talk a little bit about sunscreen. And the, I guess let's run through a little bit of a sunscreen 101. Mm. Let's talk about chemical sunscreen versus physical sunscreen. I'm so glad you're addressing this. One of our beautiful listeners, Amy, asked me this question and I was all like, uh, girl, I am not one to teach you. Let's let Bella answer this. So I'm so excited we have a segment for Bella to educate us. Rosa, we are enrolled. We are ready to listen. <laughs> I'm excited because I have no idea what you're talking about, Bella. I don't know the difference. Okay, I'm excited. My little sunscreen nerd brain loves this. So let's talk about the difference. So you've got chemical sunscreens and physical sunscreens. And basically the difference is twofold, what they're made of and how they actually protect you from the sun. Right. So a physical sunscreen works by deflecting UV rays. 
So it's physical in that it sits on the surface of your skin and it is deflecting away the UV rays so that it doesn't really even reach your skin. Right. So it can't penetrate. It's like this. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. While chemical versions actually absorb the UV rays into your skin, but then sort of scatter them and break them apart once they've hit your skin. Wow. Yeah. So it's a little bit, a little bit sciencey. So yeah, physical deflects and chemical absorbs. Both protect you, but they protect in different ways. And I really think that whether you choose chemical or physical sunscreen is a really personal choice. It depends on your skin. It depends on how you carry your face through the day. Are you wearing makeup? Do you not wear makeup? Do you enjoy the feel of um, something a little bit more dewy or do you need a dry touch? So it's a very unique decision and the properties of both might help to inform that decision. Fascinating. So let's talk about physical sunscreens first. They're, first of all, they're less irritating. If you're prone to pigmentation or your skin is quite sensitive, you might want to look at a physical sunscreen instead because it's just less irritating. So to find a physical sunscreen, most of the time, if let's say you went into chemist warehouse and you went to the sunscreen section, it's not going to say chemical or physical on the label. We need to be a little bit more um, investigative to find out which is which. So physical sunscreen, you're going to look for two ingredients. Ooh, ooh, okay, are- wait, I'm going to get my bottle. Have you got your bottle, Rosa? Let's do it. Yes, I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay, we're looking. Okay, so for a physical sunscreen, you are looking for zinc oxide or titanium dioxide Ooh, or yep. both. Oh. The titanium, yes. I don't know yep. if I've got that. So you need, to, um, you need to read the labels in order to find out what is um, which. Sometimes physical sunscreen is marketed as mineral sunscreen because that's what zinc oxide and titanium dioxide are. They're kinds of minerals. So that is what's doing the deflecting when you put it on your skin. So let's talk about some pros and cons for physical. I've already mentioned it's really good for people whose skin is easily irritated. Yep. It's also um, good for people who, such as me, who are pregnant. So it's much better to be using a physical sunscreen. There's just not quite enough research about that I've done um, to suggest that chemical sunscreen is recommended for pregnant people. So my preference is to stick with a physical um, because pregnancy is such a privileged state. And so just to play it a little bit safe. And your skin does get really sensitive in pregnancy too. So another benefit over there. Good. Okay. So a couple of pros already. Yes. Um, It's because it is physical, it has a little bit more of a physical presence. So sometimes this can be, it can have a a ghosting or a casting property. So when you put it on your skin, in your hands or on your face, it might have a little bit of a white, um, not a residue, but just it might change the um, skin, your skin tone temporarily and make it um, have a little bit of a white cast. Just like while it soaks in. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's considered, a, it can be a good thing because we know that if we are not applying it properly, 
we're not going to be protected in the areas where we've missed. So it's nice to be able to see where you've put it, where you need a little bit more and to make sure that you've rubbed it in. So that's another positive. And it's, as I said, it's a little bit less irritating and it's just become a lot more popular. Physical sunscreens have become a lot more popular. So when I started using sunscreen all those years ago, there wasn't really a lot to choose from. The only one I was able to find was invisible zinc. I'm sure you've heard of that. Yes. Yep, so invisible zinc is made up of those, I'm not sure if it's one or both, those zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. So that's really all there was back in the day. But now we're a lot more spoiled for choice because it is so much more popular. There are some cons, I guess, if you want to talk about cons for physical sunscreens. They are a little bit heavier and they are a little bit thicker. So it can turn some people off because they don't like the feeling of you know, that classic sunscreen feel, rubbing it on your face. But as I said, I feel like in the last few years, five plus years, the technology has advanced to a point where there are some really great options on the market, some really, really great options. For example, I am currently using um, one from Chemist Warehouse. It is by the brand SunSense and it is called Sensitive Invisible. It's SPF 50 plus. And the active ingredient is zinc oxide. So I know that it's definitely a physical. Um, not too much of a white cast, a temporary white cast. So I find that it does disperse and becomes invisible. And it's just really um, a really broad spectrum one. So very high SPF and very inexpensive. It's good. It sounds like a good one. And speaking of high SPF, guys, like you, you need to understand how Savage Bella is here. <laughs> if, you know, she's not going to accept anything lower than 50, are you? It's got to be SPF 50 plus. And I think the reason for that is that, and we'll talk a little bit about this a bit later, is how you're using it. I don't want to use something that is low SPF because in the event that I'm not putting enough on, I'm not going to get that SPF. So the SPF level assumes that you are going to apply enough of the product in order to reap the benefits of that protection level. So if you're only using a 10, a 15, even a 20, and you're not using enough, then the likelihood of you reaching that level of protection is really not even there. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point putting it on then really. Yeah. You're not using a 50. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if you're going to not only the effort of applying sunscreen, but also spending money on it. We don't want that to be wasteful. We want it to be worth it. Absolutely. So that's physical sunscreen. Let's talk about chemical sunscreen. The majority of what you will find on the shelves is chemical sunscreen. So again, this works by absorbing the UV rays that the sun emits. And then on, this, on your skin surface, those particles will break up those UV rays and disperse them so that they're not affecting your skin. The pros of chemical sunscreens is that they are a lot lighter than physical and a little bit drier to the touch. We've got some really, um, again, the technology has advanced so much that there's lots of matte chemical sunscreens around. So for people who don't want that thick, um, dewy feel that phys some physical ones might um, offer, they've got this alternative. Also, chemical sunscreens are less likely to leave you with that white cast um, because they're not using physical zinc oxide particles or titanium dioxide particles, it's easy to make them invisible. So if you're looking for a more invisible option, then maybe a chemical sunscreen is right for you. 
You might want to err on the side of caution if your skin is a little bit prone, again, as I said, prone to pigmentation or is just sensitive because chemical sunscreens are made of chemicals, not dangerous chemicals, just chemicals. There can be a little bit more room for irritation there. So it's always best to test, I think. Yeah, right. That's really good advice. And so can I jump in with just a quick question? Yeah. Do you think, yeah, do you think that there's so much more now options for sunscreen and matte looks and no white marks and all that kind of thing because the world of makeup has grown so much? Like, do you think it's for women who want to apply makeup that they don't want that shiny, thick sunscreen? Do you think that's part of why we have so many options now? Yeah, absolutely. Because again, if you went to the sunscreen aisle at Chemist Warehouse, you'll find that a lot of them are marketed like that, you know, um, sits lovely under makeup or ideal for under makeup. So definitely, I think as our makeup um, knowledge has expanded, so has the need for something that's a little bit more user-friendly underneath our foundations. Definitely. Interesting, isn't it? Right. So I'm pretty sure the one I've got then is a chemical think from looking at the ingredients so the one you're holding is a La Roche-Posay and La Roche-Posay have a beautiful line of sunscreens called Anthelios so anything with the orange label is Anthelios that is actually really unique because the Anthelios line is a combination of both physical and chemical sunscreens no way okay oh my gosh that's interesting because we both use that in yeah awesome. holding it up twins <laughs> yeah okay so the benefit there is that you are getting the broadest spectrum of uva and uvb protection and you're getting the benefits of both physical and chemical sunscreens oh. so that was actually what i was using before um before i was pregnant as well and so you're getting like i said all of the benefits you're getting the benefits of the physical with the sort of usability and user-friendly nature of a chemical sunscreen in the one tube but you've got yeah you've got to read the ingredients so if you are reading the ingredients you can really determine what you've got whether it's chemical physical and as i said now we're starting to see this combo um, on the market which is a great alternative for people who maybe are not sure or um, just want to make sure that they're guaranteeing themselves a really broad spectrum um, sunscreen yeah so true and I think even me I told you ladies that I was a bit lazy when I went to buy mine <laughs> in that I just bought one this is a, a lovely 200 ml spray bottle and it's sort of for all over I do use this on my face under my makeup I quite like it but it's definitely not like made for the face ready to do makeup I was just a little bit lazy and just yeah. bought one but I love it I love just being able to spray it all over my arms shoulders chest face it's fantastic mm-hmm. so yay I'm so glad I've got chemical and physical on me that's yeah, a great one, Em. Just in that yeah. bottle, the spray bottle is so user-friendly. You get such a generous amount yes. as well. And this is, I would take this to, with me to the beach as well if I was okay. heading out for the day. Um, you can use it on your face. You can use it on your body. Um, it's really ultra light. It's UVA and UVB protection. We, with physical sunscreens, according to some of the research that I've done, so example, according to La Roche-Posay's website, mineral active such as zinc oxide and titanium dioxide often don't offer as much protection from uva as wow. perhaps a chemical one will so when you've got that combo you are ensuring as i said broad spectrum protection from uva and uvb mm, that's interesting. good that's to really know definitely put this one in the show notes everybody definitely. oh yeah i'm loving the la roche i mean i switched over from a from a neutrogena sunscreen which is still fine 
um, to the La Roche one. And I love it. It does have that white cast when you initially put it on your face, but it, it disappears in two seconds. Like you just rubs in. It's beautiful, beautiful feeling underneath my makeup. I wouldn't even know. Mm. Yeah. And so, that's the thing with chemical sunscreens as well. There's flexibility for manufacturers to put extra ingredients in there that are mattifying, that are anti-shine, that are drying. And for example, I think um, Rosa, you're speaking about the anti-shine, the La Roche-Posay Dry Touch Gel. Yes, I am. Oh, yes, I oh, am. Wow. <laughs> oh, this is I'm, fun. <laughs> I'm clairvoyant for sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the one. So that's a beautiful one to pop under makeup and it is, look, I have heard some feedback from um, some friends of mine who have used this and for some people it's too drying. That definitely happens to me. Um, I just end up putting a bit more on my hands. I think I just end up putting more sunscreen on my face because of that. Um, that. Yeah, I'm just a bit more conscious of it. Yeah. No, but that's a really good point. Yeah. Mm. So again, it's just about trying and experimenting, I guess. So I thought we'd get into some tips, some five golden sunscreen tips. Yes, please, sunscreen queen, we want your tips. <laughs> Writing these down now. Yep, got my pen. <laughs> okay, so tip number one is to choose a sunscreen that's formulated for babies or one that's tested by a pediatrician. And this is great if you're very sensitive or just if maybe you're a little bit unsure as to what your skin might tolerate and might like. If it's tested for babies and formulated for children, then it's likely it's going to be really gentle while still offering a really broad spectrum protection. So have a look out for that. Some examples of that would be the one that I mentioned that I'm using at the moment, which is the SunSense Sensitive Invisible. I'm actually going to buy another bottle and pop it in the nursery for bubs when they come because it is so gentle. But another one that I'm hearing a lot of hype about is the Mugu one, which is the Invisible sunscreen it's 40 plus protection very safe for babies as well so that's another great one i haven't actually tried it but i've ordered it and i'm really curious to see how that plays on the skin as well so it's a physical one but it's very safe for sensitive skin such a good tip you'll have to uh, do a review of the mugu one bell when it comes definitely yes definitely i'm very curious and apparently i saw them post on instagram that there was a chemist that was selling it and saying buy it now because they sold out last year so it's very very popular Ooh, that's a good sign Mm -hmm. (laughs) number two one of many pet peeves of mine in the skincare world is that sometimes there is this misconception that more expensive equals better and in the case of sunscreen more expensive does not equal better protection so good. I am so glad to hear you say this, by the way. <laughs> it just annoys me. You do not need to spend $47, $50. I've seen them more than that as well for sunscreen. Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. And I think it, it really goes back to what you were saying before, Em. As the makeup industry has progressed, so too has sunscreen. And these expensive sunscreens are often sold by makeup brands or um, makeup stores. And while they're geared towards people who wear makeup, they're not the only option. There's nothing wrong with them, but they're not the only option. You can get amazing protection with a really feel-good product for about 6 or $7 if you're buying the right one. Yeah. Wow. God, this world of markups, it just, it makes me sick. It's so evil. (laughs) It's very insidious. Yeah. You've got to be aware of it. So you do not need to spend money to protect your skin from the sun. Oh, I'm sure this will bring everyone a lot of relief. Number three, 
Um, number three is double up. So choose a makeup foundation or a CC cream that has SPF as well. And that way you've got your sunscreen, you've got your CC cream, and you just have this insurance policy. So I really love the, and I've spoken about this before, the It Cosmetics Your Skin But Better CC Cream which has an SPF of 50. I'm so glad you brought this up because I don't know if listeners remember, but on Bella's recommendation, I went and purchased the It Cosmetics CC Cream and I love it so much as well. Um, but I was naughty at the start and going, <laughs> oh, well, that's got 50 plus. I don't need to use my La Roche sunscreen now on my face because that'll do enough. But this policy, this tip of yours, tip number three, I promise you, I will always do this now. I will double up. I will not replace my sunscreen with it. No, please don't. Because I guarantee, because the CC cream is so um, emollient and it spreads so beautifully, you don't need that much to color correct your skin. So therefore there is no way that you are getting a 50 plus protection from using a small amount. So it's yep. just an extra step. It's just that insurance policy. Maybe your nose is a little bit more sensitive like mine is to the sun and just having that double up of protection just ensures that you are safe and sound. Yep. Love it. And love your language of insurance policy. I will definitely mm -hmm. do this from now on. Tip number four is something that I think puts people off wearing sunscreen every day. And it's that some sunscreen, such as a physical sunscreen, might give you a white cast when you apply on your face. So a tip for that is to rub the sunscreen between your hands a little bit, which sort of disperses the color and then apply it to your skin. So not rubbing it between your hands to the point of absorption, but just dispersing those particles a little bit and then spreading it on your face. And I found in the ones that I've tried that it just helps to um, sink in a little bit more and it just becomes invisible a little bit faster. So that might be a good tip if you've got one and you want to use it up first before you buy something else. Yeah, great tip. That's so good to know. And finally, you must apply enough. It's not a pea-sized amount. It's right. not. So tell us, about, but how, okay. So I like spray mine and I think I'm using enough, but like, okay, tell, yeah. Ed, oh, yeah. Edumacate us, please edumacate us. <laughs> this is, as I said, this is not a pea-sized amount. This is not a cleanser. And if I find out that anybody is using a pea-sized amount, I will come to your house and I will drown you in sunscreen. I cannot <laughs> use a pea-sized amount. She is. She's come out to play. <laughs> Sorry. They say, you know how they say, we've probably all heard this, um, this before, that you've got to apply like a teaspoon of sunscreen to like each arm, your legs to ensure that you're using enough. So we're not going to use teaspoons in the bathrooms. We're going to use something a lot easier. So if you hold out your palm okay. with your finger yep. and mm -hmm. you have a look at your index finger and your middle finger, yep. all you need to do is apply sunscreen along the lengths of those two fingers mm -hmm. and that will be the perfect amount for your face. So it's called the two finger rule. So all of that, two all fingers, that. the length. Yep. I'm going to post oh. a photo on our Instagram showing just what that looks like because it just helps to see a visual, yeah, but great. that is the measurement of sunscreen. That's how much you need. That's how much you need. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh no! You wouldn't oh, be no. the only one, Rosa. Absolutely. Don't drown not. me in sunscreen, yeah. please. I will find you. I know where you live. Oh no! 
that is definitely quite a lot. I think that much yeah. few people it's yeah, I'm probably not quite using that much either. I've tried cause I, I've heard you talk before, so I know I need a lot, but that actually is quite a big amount, isn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking half. Amount. I'm thinking I use half. I'm I'm literally staring at my fingers. Like, probably same. Yeah. Wow. So if you're using half, then you're probably if you're using an SPF fifty, then the way I think about it is you're only getting twenty five. Yeah. Yep. We're not fully protected. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So if you if you're gonna use a fifty plus product, we want it to work. We want it to work hard. So that is your tool of measurement in the bathroom, the two finger rule of sunscreen. I like rub that. it in your hands, disperse yeah. it, and it'll rub in nicely. And if it's not feeling right, then go and explore something different. Explore a chemical. If you've tried a physical, explore a combination product because there is just so much out there that I really think there is enough scope for people to find something that feels good for them. Yep. That's fantastic advice. I love it. All right. Two finger rule, Rosa, from now on. Oh, definitely. And it's such an easy like yep. rule to, you know, a tip in the bathroom. Like you don't need anything to know that. I love yep. it. Love it. Exactly. So no more pea-sized amount. The pea-sized amount is dead. <laughs> Good advice. I like this. And as you said before, you know, that matches so beautifully with tip number two that you don't have to break the bank. So don't feel like you're using way too much and wasting your money because we don't need to spend crazy money on a sunscreen anyway. I could imagine that if people are spending so much money on a sunscreen that they want that product to, to last. Yeah. Um, absolutely understandable. But perhaps try something less expensive so that when you're using the recommended amount, you're not feeling like you're using up a product too quickly and it's not worth the money. So definitely look into some cheaper options. We'll pop some options in the show notes for people. Yep. Love this. That's a great idea because then you can just be more liberal with it and know that you're getting the protection you need. All right. I've got my little book of tips written down. <laughs> I, um, this is, I really hope that my mother listens to this episode. Libby, if you're not listening, I'm going to make her listen. Okay. Because I have to do a little, give a little anecdote here. Mm -hmm. My mum taught me a lot of things, but sun protection is not something I idolize her for. My mum loves a good bake in the sun. She loves a real tan. Oh, Libby. Oh, oh, Libby. I know I should sick you on her, Bella. I'm going to sick you on her. Um, I'm going to go drown her in sunscreen. She would drown herself in oil. To, oh. Yeah. So not baby oil, not that far. She'd shove the bottle in my face and go, look, it's 15 plus. You know, that lovely tanning oil. I think they still sell it, don't they? Bella just choked. <laughs> <laughs> She was drinking and she was just... trying to rehydrate and I'm choking it. Oh, yep. So she's big on the real tan. Um, yeah. That's just how she grew up, I guess. It's, it was the thing. At the time. Certainly she wouldn't have been the only one. I just feel like, as I said, that was, that was what was in. That was what people did. Yep. And look, maybe I should be more grateful for my pommy skin because I get that more from her mother, from my, my lovely nan. And because of that, I don't tan that easily in the sun anyway. I just kind of burn. So I went to the world of fake tan and it was a beautiful catchphrase that is really famous world around the world. And that is there is nothing healthy about a tan. And it's so true because we know how much damage our sun, especially here in Australia can do to our skin. And really that damage doesn't come out until later in life. So I am 
getting there to your level, Bella, <laughs> not quite at your level, but I am becoming more passionate about protecting my skin, but I still love a tan. I love to do a cheeky fake tan. So I, and Rose is now dead <laughs> from excitement. I know you feel me, girl. I, and yes. Oh, I just, there's just something about it. I don't know. Just a, a good spray tan, a good self fake tan. Mm-hmm. When I'm brown, I just feel better. I, yeah. I can get behind any tan that comes out of a bottle. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just, yes. so, we know it's safe. We can just feel golden and sun kissed, but we're safe at the same time. I mean, what could be better? So, we just wanted to have a little chat on this episode about looking sun kissed but in a safe way. So, oh, and I think maybe that's going to be our title. Um, (laughs) So look, I love a good spray tan and you definitely have to shop around, try things, try different salons, different individuals. I've been to a lot of girls' houses that are fantastic at it. And yeah, if I've got a proper function, I'll invest that 30 or so dollars and get a lovely light golden spray tan. But if I'm just going out for dinner or something and I want to feel really sun-kissed in the summer, I love two particular products or two particular brands, I should say. I don't know about you, Rosa, but I tend to go for a mousse when I'm tanning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I really like a mousse. It's just so light. It's super, super liquid. So of course you've got to um, shake it up, get quite a lot on your um, mitt, on your tanning mitt. So my favorite brand is St. Tropez. Now they're not cheap. Okay, in the world of fake tan, this is not cheap. We're looking at about 60 or so dollars for the bottle, but it lasts me so long. So I get their bronzing mousse and you have the option to leave it on for one hour, two hours or three hours, depending how dark you want your tan. So I love that I can just leave it on for an hour and then just get in the shower and have this lovely light golden sun-kissed look. And I do not put it on my hands, all right? So I don't know about anyone out there. I don't know about you, Rosa. I no, I don't, no, no, I don't put it on my hands. Good. So no. you use it as well? <laughs> yeah, I have a bit. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to. It's such a smoother application and then you're not staining your hands. And the goal is that then no one knows you're wearing fake tan, right? Yeah. That's my all-time favorite. But I also love just on a tiny bit of the cheaper side and it's so reliable is good old Bondi Sands. I love them as well. Yes. Rosa, you too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my brand. (laughs) Okay. So tell me about what you use. I like their mousses. So both of mine, Saint-Tropez and Bondi Sands are the mousse or foam. Sometimes they're called. Yeah. The foam. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. So I've got that same one. I've got the self-tanning foam in the light medium one. The lightest one you can get for my skin. They are twins. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same one, but that's um, just probably the newest. Well, I've probably been using it for the last few years, but um, I was using much more cheaper ones than that before that. Before yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so have yeah. you been using fake tan for ages as well? Yeah. Uh, well, I was really like, mm, like my late teens um, when I started getting into makeup and realizing that, you know, I do have quite pale skin and I like how I look a bit more golden, mm. a little bit more ethnic with a color. <laughs> um, well, my sister has that I don't, that I missed out on. So, um, yeah, I started with Latan. So even cheaper than Bondi, Latan, yep, yep, at Safeway at Woolies. And um, yeah, and so that was just the, I'm trying to remember now. I feel like I've used the spray from that one. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think it was the spray. Um, And that was, I used that because it would be, you know, my younger years, 
get the phone call, get the message during the day. Okay, you want to go out tonight? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, oh, I need a tan. So, you know, when I get home from work, it was, you know, it was the quick five minute application. Yeah. And then, or, you know, like, um, you know, if I was, I would just like tan certain sections with it. Like oh, I tan yeah. my leg, um, just my legs or just my arms, whatever was going to be on display that night. So um, that's, yeah, that's probably how I got into tanning. And then, yes, I went to salons um, a lot more when I was younger, when I had functions. Now I'm a bit more, um, I don't know if it's, I don't know, I wouldn't say lazy, but now I just, you know, probably feel more comfortable, confident doing it myself. Yeah. Um, much more experienced. I'm not, not like the tanning ladies, but like, oh, I know how to do it now. But um, yeah, I enjoy getting a spray tan too. Um, I remember my first time getting it done. It was really, really nerve wracking. Mm. Um, Oh, terrifying orange, right? Yeah, I was like, what is this? And I just remember like um, putting on their G-string. I was like, what is this meant to cover? And it was just like an experience. And it was like, like, they're so, like when you're in there, the ladies are so lovely. Like, you know, you don't feel self-conscious, but the bit before was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do this. And then getting in the car, driving, I'm like sticking together and no bra on underneath. It was an experience. It's very glamorous, isn't it? It's beautiful. (laughs) Like the, what we go to just to have some color. I know. um, It is a quite funny. It's funny you say that, Bella, because (laughs) you end up feeling like you look so lovely and golden and as I'm sun-kissed. I'm just loving this word today. But the steps to get there are certainly (laughs) not. (laughs) I know, like. It's pretty to exfoliate, yeah. like, and exfoliate. Like, I just like make sure I'm like every day that week, like before I'm getting it, whether I'm tanning or I'm going to get get a tan, mm-hmm. I'm like exfoliating. It's like a lot of process, and then I actually find, I have to say, after I've been in a tan for you know a day or two, I like I end up missing my pale skin. It's really weird, and then I like Ooh. yeah, like I st- I want to like I feel like oh no, I need it off now. Or, I don't know. I probably get lazy moisturizing it. Let's be honest, but I was going to add that it's not just a big process leading up to the tan. Oh, it's want to keep the tan. Oh my god! Yeah. But can I flip this into a positive? One yes. reason I wanted to talk about this, and something that I'd love to to finish on today, is that for me, it's a little bit more skincare. That yes. I don't know. That I yeah right. Yeah, I definitely. Often exfoliate my body unless I'm going to tan yeah no yeah probably should treat myself to that like once a week exfoliate in the shower and get all that dead skin off and moisturize and really lighten my body up but to be honest I'm only doing that if I'm tanning so yeah no same same yeah it's a little bit of a spa moment these days I really instead of just treating my face in this beautiful new world of skincare I, I treat my whole body when I'm having a tan moment yeah I love that no definitely I mean yeah I love a good tan Mm. I yeah I love tanning I do now I do I love the feel listeners you may have noticed <laughs> our queen Bella has gone very quiet Can very you tell us why darling <laughs> oh I just feel like I've been through um, I definitely have similar experiences to you I've done the foam um I've done the spray tan I had a spray tan the last time I had a spray tan was my wedding as I've gotten older like I've turned 30 this year and I just am preferring things that are a little bit more low fuss. Mm-hmm. I, as you know, I don't have, I don't like to have a lot of products in the bathroom. It causes me anxiety. I don't like that. And for me, tanning is a bit too much effort these days. It, it's just not something that I want to do. I don't want to spend my time 
tanning. I just don't. I don't enjoy it anymore. I'm about to become a mum. It's not something that I'm going to prioritize in motherhood. And I really I have been using something because I'm pregnant as well. Again, I do need to be really careful. I am very particular about what I use and what I don't use. And the only product that I've been able to find that I'm confident using is a product from EcoTan and it's called Winter Skin. And it's just a moisturizer, body moisturizer with the gradual tan in there. It's so very light and gentle. And it's just something that I put on. It's no fuss. I put a moisturizer on anyway. So it's not any extra effort. But just in my old age, I am just happy oh. the way I am. Oh my God, Belle. And I just, <laughs> the days of standing naked in my bathroom with a leg on the sink, applying <laughs> foam to my legs are, I think, are done. That's me done. Oh my God, the leg up on the sink or the bath. Oh my gosh. No, mine was instructing my mum, you know, and then having to teach her, I'm like, you're not doing it right. The back, you missed a spot. I'm like, just give it to me. I'll do it. Oh, That's yeah. me. We don't, we don't want the tiger stripe look, people. Oh yeah. She's done well over the years. So she's improved. <laughs> I find, you know, that's such a good point, Belle, though. I definitely feel that. Like, if I compare myself to 18-year-old, 21-year-old Rosa, who was like, you know, every weekend had to have a tan, whether it was the cheap, you know, the tan spray or, you know, now Bondi. um, Yeah, I can't be bothered as much anymore. And I really do it for special occasions, like we've Mm. spoken about. And and it's just to give me that confidence and to get rid of that pasty look that I just, (laughs) I don't always love that much, to be honest. And that's, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. does feel good as, you know, as you said, Belle, you've turned 30 and Rosa, you know, you're younger than me. I'm, I'm approaching 30 next year. But as we are getting into that late 20s, entering our 30s, I think we're embracing our natural selves so much more. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just a special occasion, Tan. Yeah. And I enjoy it even more. That's right. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, remember when we were at school and I'm sure you had the same experience, but, or when you were, you know, in your early 20s everybody would do a Thursday night tan. Thursday yeah. night was tanning night. Yeah. And I just, Thursday night, like I want to be in bed at nine o'clock with a cup of tea and a book. I, <laughs> yep. That's, that's where I'm oh, at. Yeah. That's you don't want to be sticky season. waiting for your tan to set. No. Oh my God. No, I'm look. not in that season of life anymore. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Look, as much as I enjoy a tan, every time I have a wedding and I, I self tan now, look, I'm getting home from work and I'm sitting you know, in the lounge on a bean bag with, you know, some kind of covering case, you know, arms like not touching arms out telling dad, don't walk into the lounge for the next five hours, please. Like you're not allowed in here. And just like, you know, and everything smells, you know, I'm just like, it's nice coconut, but you're just like waiting for that shower. Like I have left tanning till eight. I've done it eight o'clock at night before and I'm up. And so frustrating, isn't waiting it? to have a shower and I don't want to sleep in it because then I know I'm just going to go really orange because I just, you know, I'm so white. Oh, and then the my sheets God. become the issue. Oh, Lord, we just go to far too much effort for this crap, don't we? But I still love it. I still love it. Okay. I still look good with the tan. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the end of this episode, but the conversation continues over on Instagram at TalkBeauty1. We hope you will meet us there. We hope that you will rate and review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to see some five-star reviews on there. But if you're listening on Spotify, please click follow. Both of these things really help new people discover the show and we would love to meet some new Talk Beauty listeners. You can always DM us any questions on Instagram and we would love to feature any of those in our future episodes.
Thank you all so much for listening again. We hope you learned a lot today about sunscreen and coming into summer, we hope you will all be sun-kissed but safe. We look forward to the next time we can talk beauty with you. Bye for now. And wear sunscreen.